Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a podcast where we bring real people that are building their businesses every single day to teach you how to scale to millions. And these are not people that haven't done it themselves. They've done it themselves. They are doing it themselves. And a lot of the people we bring are also helping others do it. And today we have a special guest, Nick Prefontaine. He is incredible. If you haven't Googled him already, this guy is a three-time best-selling author. He was named top motivational speaker in 2022 by Yahoo Finance. He is a speaker, founder of CEO Common Goal, and buyer coach, and a partner of Smart Real Estate Coach. Welcome, Nick, and thank you for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding, Lux. I'm very excited to be here. I'm happy to be with you and your audience. Yeah, I'm excited. Today, and I love your story, and people understand um, a lot about why we're going to talk today about the formula to achieve limitless potential. And I love this because people always... It's actually funny because I, all the time, I'm like, making money is really easy, guys. It really is. Once you figure out how to do marketing, how to do sales, how to actually operate a business, it is real. It's like riding a bike. It is really easy to make money, but it's getting the, like revving up that engine and getting going that sometimes is hard, but there really is limitless potential once you get going. And it's a lot of times that getting going, that's tough, right? Yeah. It's a lot of the head stuff. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. 100%. So why don't you tell the audience? So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your background? How did you get into real estate? How did you get into coaching? Why don't you share with everybody who you are and what you do? Sure. Well, with that, hopefully I can live up to that uh, illustrious uh, intro that you gave me. Yeah. <laughs> I will, um, back in, I'll, I'll give you guys a little deep dive into how I get into real estate and how it takes me back to back in 2003. I was in a snowboarding accident. I was at ski club with my friends. And um, on the first run, we saw that it was very icy. People were wiping out everywhere. However, it wasn't our first go around on a, on a snowboard. So we got to the top, buckled in and charged. I charged towards the biggest jump with all my speed. And going up to the jump, I caught the edge of my snowboard on the snow going up the jump. And that kind of threw me off balance. That's really the last thing that I remember. I was told later that I landed on my head and I wasn't wearing a helmet. And really the once I once I got to the hospital because they they wanted to life flight me, but it was too windy. So they had to send in an ambulance. Out of all the paramedics in the area, there was only one who could intubate right in the spot. And I needed that to be able to breathe because of the severity of my injury. And luckily he was the one that showed up to the mountain that wow. day. What's the chances of that? There were several things. Uh, there were several things that happened that day that are like, depending on what you believe, it's nuts. It's crazy. Another one of those was once I got to the hospital and I was, I was resting in the ICU and I, I was out. I, I was, it was a partially induced coma because they were afraid if I woke up, I would freak out and the swelling in my brain would increase and I would die. So they had to put me in a partially induced coma. 
Uh, they said from the impact alone, I would have been out for, for 10 days, seven or 10 days, easy. Um, however, it was important. Another important thing, once I was in the ICU, my parents were there and my the doctors came into my room to share the news. And it was, as you can imagine, it was more negative and more negative and more negative every time they came in. And my parents stopped them when they started to share updates on my prognosis and what they can expect and everything, because they knew, even though I was in a coma, that I was still taking information. So this was critical. This was critical to the rest of my recovery. Uh, they made them step outside. And that's when they shared with my parents that I probably wouldn't be able to walk, talk, or eat on my own ever again. And even if I was able to make a full recovery, there was a good chance that I would need 24-hour care for the rest of my life. And my parents didn't accept this like a death sentence, like so many patients do and their families do, um, involved in any kind of an injury. Um, and not, not having that influence my life, uh, I was able to, once I was aware of my surroundings about a month after my accident, cause I was in a coma for three weeks and really it's about a month because it was a partially induced coma that I don't remember. So once a month passed by and I was aware of my surroundings and the work that was left in front of me, that allowed me to, to get up to every day, just get up do the best that I could. And I kept getting better every day. I just treated it like any other thing in my life that I'm overcoming. Just, just get up, do the best you can. And I kept getting better. If you fast forward a little bit, I actually, when I was starting my recovery, my parents and what parents wouldn't want a full recovery for their child who gets in a, any kind of a serious accident like I did, they wanted, they told all the doctors and uh, my team around me that I wanted to make a full recovery. What what parents wouldn't want that? However, once I heard that and I wasn't able to talk um, because I had to learn everything all over again. But the thing in the back of my head said to me, no, you're, you're going to run out. So that became our common goal was that I was going to run out of the hospital. If you fast forward a little bit after that, so 60, less than 60 days later, I ran out of the hospital. Um, and it wasn't like my work was done, Alexa. I had to go to inpatient rehab for another six months, along with being tutored all summer long because of all the time that I missed because of my accident, all summer long, five days a week, in order to continue on to high school with the rest of my classmates. And it's really, I, I had a mentor reflected or pointed out to me that it's really, it's a little surreal. You could probably relate to this, that when you're younger, time is compressed. So six months, 12 months, 18 months, two years seems like a lifetime away. Um, so it's a little, it was a little surreal that once I finished rehab, only 18 months after that, I was door knocking pre-foreclosure doors. Homeowners that have received a notice of default letter from the bank and they had missed a few payments or really, let, let's let's be serious. It was uh, back in 2005, 2006, they missed up to 10 to 12 payments and the bank hadn't foreclosed on the home. So 
I would get a list and go and knock on these doors. And really it was, it was the best experience that, that I could have. It was my best introduction to sales, as you can imagine, because when a stranger in a distressed situation opens a door, you better have something compelling to say. That's the hardest thing to do is, is door-to-door sales. But, but I, I don't want to, I want to stop for a second and just like, I mean, this, my mind is just completely blown with what happened, but it's not even like, not only did you almost die, but then you have a brain injury and now look how successful you are. Right. And like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, you're doing how much real estate a month are you doing? You and your group are doing a ton of real estate. You've created this amazing coaching program on top of it. So tell us a little bit more about now, now on the other side of it, like, I want people to understand how successful you are, because it's amazing that they told you you were never going to walk again, let alone you're lucky to even be alive. And now look at you. What a a fantastic, inspiring story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. So it was- And by the way, it's not, not for you to brag, but I think it's important for people to understand that you can go through a trauma in your life and come out on the other side like you and become really successful. You can do anything. And um, you just you just got to, especially when you're starting off a new venture, just take one step at a time. I kind of glazed over the fact that one of the things that helped me that I unknowingly used to not only make a full recovery, but run out of the hospital was a step system. Um, and that's something myself and my family has done my whole life. And that that's just something we've done. I, I had a mentor ask me, OK, you made a full recovery. How'd you do it? And I said, I don't know. I just, I, I just did it. I just got up and just did the best I could. I, I did it. And she was like, No, it's not good enough. And she, I don't know if you've gone through the exercises like seven layers deep. Like how? Okay, how? How? And it was so frustrating for me. But out of that came the step system. And I'll just gloss over it real quick. Step is an acronym. So the first, the first letter S is support. You have to make sure you have the support of your family and friends. This frees up so much of your mental energy to focus on accomplishing your objective. Um, it might sound overly simplistic, but getting everyone on board at the start can save you hours and hours of actual time, worry, and frustration in the future. And then T is trust. Trust that once you take your first step, the next step is always going to be available to you. Follow it. And this also this also starts with trusting yourself. Um, you have to trust that you have that voice in the back of your head or this calling inside of you and you have to follow it. E is energy. Uh, maintaining your body's energy. Ma- maintaining your energy allows your body's natural ability to be able to heal itself. And then we are all born with an innate knowing inside us that keeps us healthy. Medication has the potential to get in the way of that. Uh, and finally, P is persistence. Once you've gotten up and taken your first step, keep getting up every day and taking your next step, no matter how small. By continuing to move forward every day, you're building an unstoppable momentum. And at the end, at the end, I can give your uh, give your listeners a way to download my free ebook, Step, which is going to teach them all about support, trust, energy, and persistence. We just kind of gave a ten thousand foot view. Um, I downloaded it. It's incredible. But you hit on something key there, right? Persistence. 98% of entrepreneurs fail. And a large part of why they fail is because they can't persist. 
And it's the hardest thing to do as an entrepreneur. And I look at people even in real estate as entrepreneurs too. We're all entrepreneurs or self-employed. And the hardest piece is the persistent piece. And I think that that la- that fourth step is, or the, the fourth part of your step is that momentum. And when you gain that momentum, that's how you can persist. And the persistence is what creates success. And I think it's really important not giving up. I mean, look at your story, right? I mean, Nick, if you gave up and you just said, oh, forget it. Like, I'm just, you know, going to be a couch potato the rest of my life. I, I got this brain injury and woe is me. You wouldn't be as successful as you are today, right? Yeah, that's kind of a, I don't know. I, I just could, can never fathom doing that. I, I just, I, I had a, I had something happen. So I, I had to get back to normal or as close as close to normal is and now at this point i realize that normal isn't really where i want to be i i want to i want to keep going i don't want to be normal but at that time after a serious injury yeah i that was my that was my uh, aim that i wanted to get back to how i was prior to my accident and i think i've i really think i've exceeded that so i'm really happy where i am so tell people where you are right now. So what are you doing? Tell them about your success. Tell them how are you helping other people? Let's dive into what are you doing right now in your life after this, you know, experience? Sure. No, great. I'm I'm really I'm really happy that we got to this. The um so what what I'm doing now, I I then if you if you fast forward a little bit after that, I got my real estate license. I was a realtor had my real estate license for eight years, let it go. At the end, towards the end of that time, I started helping my dad, Chris, with the marketing for all the properties that he was buying non-conventionally on on terms is what we like to call it. So without signing personally on loans, without using big down payments from investors, either his own money or investors, um, buying homes, non-conventionally so like i'll throw out a few examples like um for a leap we'll buy it with uh he was buying homes with a lease purchase or a rent on a rent to own type deal if there was no debt on the property owner financing uh structuring principal only payments is a way that that we buy as well and he was buying back then this is back in 2000 2013 2014 that that time frame then a, a third way, just to keep it simple, is if someone has an existing loan, we'll close on it and buy it subject to their existing financing. However, we're buying it. We're always selling it on a rent to own. And that's that's kind of where I came into the picture. So back in 2014, he needed help marketing all these properties that he was getting he was getting under contract to sell to rent home buyers then after being successful at the marketing the calls started coming in and he needed someone to help him because it was very costly to pay a va a buyer va to field all these calls so he asked me to well i need help there can you help me with the buyers and it's funny alexa i was i was hesitant to even help him at all I was like, no, no, no. I got my own thing going on over here. I'm I'm a successful real estate. I'm helping buyers and sellers. But luckily he asked me a couple of times. So I started doing that. And then with trial and error, um, I was able to over the years develop the buyer process, the very particular process that we're putting a buyer through to enable them to go through their whole rent to own deal and then 
get their own loan at the beginning. So out there right now, the averages are probably maybe 10 or 20%. This is like industry average, 10 or 20% of the rental home buyers out there will be able to get their own loan and qualify for the home. And the rest, you, you can just kick them out and do it again and take another down payment. Our averages are the inverse of that. So we're seeing up to 90% of our rent-to-own buyers cash out and get their own loan because of the particular process that we've developed. And now it's not only our properties, but it's all of our associates as well that I also work with to help them get their buyer through the same process, so using the same systems and processes that we built to be able to have their buyers have that same 80 to 90% success rate of their rent-to-own buyers qualifying for their own loan. Yeah, I mean, that's incredible. So so basically, like what I find really important in that story, right? So like to build it up, right? So you have this traumatic accident. They tell you you're basically going to die um, or you're never going to walk again. And you have this brain injury. You come back, you fight back, you come in strong. You go into real estate and you start to experiment, right? You start to trial and error, which is my philosophy is marketing by modification or the power of modification, right? Which is you just keep trying things until it works, right? It sounds like that's what you did with real estate. Like you started to learn, you became an expert, and now you're teaching other people how to do that, which is really awesome because real estate is so easy, but it's so difficult at the same time. Um, once you figure it out, it's it's an awesome way to make money, but it's, there's so many different ways to do it. And there's so many different ways to finance and to buy. And you could also at the same time, make really big mistakes and go in debt. And so I think it's powerful that you go from, you know, figuring out how to do this basically on your own, building, building your own empire and now helping others do it too. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, just, just a few things about what you said. So all throughout my life, I've learned by not necessarily trial and error, but I've learned I've learned by uh, whenever I learn how to do something, um, just take action, just go out and adjust and take action and then reevaluate and course correct. Like when I was doing doors, no one told me to go to areas where I could hit the most amount of doors in a day. I just, to me, that made sense. If I only have one or two days a week, because I did have to go to high school, unfortunately, uh, if I only have one or two days a week, I was going to go to the areas where I could hit the most amount of doors in a day. So they didn't, no one consulted me on this. And they just gave me a script, gave me a lead behind and, and told me where to go find them and said, go knock yourself out. I tried it. Um, I got a lot of doors slammed in my face. I got a lot of no's. Um, then I, I just came back to the drawing board and I, I was like, there's gotta be an easier way. And then my cousin and I flew out to California to shadow the number one person in the country. His name was Colin having success with these notice of default doors. Once I saw all the nuances and when you were talking, I was really, what was screaming out to me that even within niches, there are so many nuances, even within what we're doing, there are so many little nuances that if our associates don't do them, they're not successful. Well, anyway, back to the, the door store, once I saw the nuances and what he was doing and then implemented it in my approach to doors, 
I started seeing success. And that's the same thing with our, so, our associates that we work with. It's, it's like, I, I always have a conversation with them and I say, you're so close. There's like, just you try this a little bit differently or just do this, change this one little thing, one word even. Um, there are so many nuances. Yeah. So I don't I mean, know if that answers your question. Yeah. And, but I also think too, it's like, this is the power of coaching too, because there are so many different elements to it. And I think that, especially in the real estate world, right? I mean, I, I think that there's such an opportunity to build wealth with real estate and people are scared to get into it because they they see, okay, you have to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars to get a property. Oh, it's a huge risk. But what you're teaching is, no, you don't. You mm-hmm. don't. You just have to know to be creative and do creative financing. And I think that's the piece people really don't understand is that piece and how to leverage other people's money and how to use these creative ways to, to make money and to buy real estate. You know, I'm a big fan. I, my wife and I are really, really big fans of, of not going into debt. We hate debt. I always say, unless the asset's making money, I'm not buying it. Right. And that includes housing. Like, so for us, I'll leverage my house, but I won't put a mortgage on my house. And I'll only leverage my my asset if I'm going to be making money off that leverage, right? And that's been our philosophy and how we've built wealth. And everybody has a different philosophy. But real estate, what people don't understand is you're getting an asset that somebody else is paying down that asset for you or the liability on the asset. It's free money in, in a sentence if you look at it, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I don't forget, Alexa, I have a uh, a free book uh, for your listeners, The New Rules of Real Estate Investing, where I'm actually a co-author on. It's uh, my dad, myself, and my brother-in-law, Zach. And they can get a free copy of that if they go to uh, wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash millions three. So wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash millions three. And when I say free, we'll get it out 100% free. They don't have to, after they opt in, pay for shipping, which as I'm sure you're aware is out there. And a lot of a lot of marketers out there do that. So I wanted to make sure I got that in because I <laughs> know if I, if I don't remember now, there's a good chance it'll it'll escape me. Yeah. And, um, and just in for everybody, just so you guys know, I'll put this all in the show notes too. Um, also with how to get in touch with Nick, where to find him on social. I mean, you're, you're just incredible. I mean, I was reading, I mean, I was reading on your group's website that you guys are doing tens of millions of dollars worth of real estate. And I don't know if that was yearly or monthly, but whatever it is, it's, it's pretty damn impressive. And, uh, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners who are in real estate are probably interested to, to learn more about your, your group and, uh, and what you guys are doing. Can you tell them a little bit about that group? Sure. So um, if anything about about um, my story and the way the way that we are buying and selling, because I only only like 10,000 foot view touched on a little bit of it. But if anything about that interest, any of your listeners, they can go check out our website, smartrealestatecoach.com. And if they scroll down, they can get registered for the free master's class. That's going to teach them all about how we buy and sell on terms and our trademarked three payday system. So get paid not just once on a deal, like as I was as a realtor, a helper buyer and seller, 
get a check. Or a wholesaler, sell a house, get a check. Get paid up to three times on every deal. So that's cash now, upfront down payment from the buyer. That's cash over time. The spread between what you're able to collect, between what you have to pay every month and what you're able to get on the open market from your buyer. And then oftentimes payday three is the largest. It's not every time, but oftentimes it's the largest and most significant when the when the tenant buyer gets their own loan. So if they go to that website, smartrealestatecoach.com, get registered for the master's class, they can learn all about that. Awesome. I will uh, make sure to put that in the show notes as well. Well, anything else you want to share, Nick, as we're wrapping this up? I think I mean, it's it's just incredible to hear your story. And I think it's it's just a testament that it really is. There are limitless opportunities and there's limitless potential as long as you persist and you don't give up. And I think your story is absolutely incredible and inspiring. I'm sure my listeners will think the same. But anything else that you want to share? I appreciate it. Yeah. Like I said, the uh, then go to my website for Common Goal. It's just my name, nickprefontaine.com forward slash step. And that's so they can download the step ebook for free today. And that's going to teach them all about support, trust, energy, and persistence and allow them to take their first step today. That's the most important, by the way, taking yeah. the first step. Yeah, that, it, it is. That, once it's you like take taking that, that leap, right? Yeah. And, and you could yeah. do a lot of this if you have a full-time job and you can start to kind of get into this kind of stuff. Um, and, and, you know, if you're scared to leave your job and a lot of you that listen, do have nine to five jobs. I mean, real estate is definitely something that you can do in the beginning. Not, I don't think all the like throughout, if you really want to grow, but you could do this while you have a full-time job or get a side hustle or do something to, to kind of dip your toe in if you are scared, but it is that first step of just getting out there and gaining confidence in yourself. But once you gain that confidence and what helps gain confidence, knowledge, right? The more knowledge you have, the more you arm yourself so that you're more confident in your decision-making. Absolutely. And doing it. That, that's the most important thing that's always helped me is once I have enough, just take action. Then you can always adjust after, but you got to take action. Love it. Once you have enough, just take action. Yeah. Love that. So good. Well, Nick, thank you so much for everybody. Thank you for listening. If you want more, you can go to thinkmillions.com and get all of our episodes. As you know, please share, give us a five-star review. We love your feedback. I love reading all your emails that you send. So keep on doing it. Keep giving us that feedback or ideas, whatever you guys want to hear, please let us know. We'll make sure to bring whatever guests that you guys uh, want to hear from and what topics. So please keep giving us that feedback. And uh, as always, we will see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.